Download. Downloading. Audio. Nonstop. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. We're making sure that COVID doesn't steal Christmas for children with incarcerated parents this year. I'm Scott on SOS Radio, talking with David Chavez from City Light Church. How are you today? Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and to all the listeners. It has been a strange season. Normally, this week, we're prepping for the 50 Christmases party, and we've got all kinds of fresh-cut trees and lights and decorations and just going wall-to-wall Christmas bling, you know what I'm saying? And this year, we're not able to do that in person. We've kind of got like a hybrid version of it, and we're collecting bikes, we're collecting gift cards. Javen, I know your church has been collecting a lot of gifts for these families and for the caregivers and the foster parents. This is such a fun party when we're able to do it, but we're still going to do it anyway, just virtual style. Yeah, you know, we're always so honored. Every month we partner with Hope for Prisoners and City Light Church gives to that amazing organization because we do want to help these incarcerated men and women as they get back into the real world. We want to help get them back on their feet and their families. And so uh, when John told me about 50 Christmases, I just absolutely knew that we had to be a part of it. And our church rallied. And one Sunday, we adopted every family, every kid. And <laughs> so proud of City Light Church and their generosity. It's amazing. So 50 families, that's probably 100 to 200 different kids. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And it's awesome. You know, this Sunday, as people were showing up to church with their gifts, it's just amazing. And, you know, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you don't know it until you do it, right? And to watch these people bring the gifts on Sunday, drop them off to us, and then we're going to distribute them. The smiles, the tears, the clapping, the, I mean, it's just amazing. That's what Christmas is obviously all about. It's a really cool sight to see. We're not letting COVID steal Christmas this year, and we're throwing a party for children with incarcerated parents, and we're talking with Javen Chavez from City Light Church, he's lead pastor over there. It's so interesting because your church partners with Hope for Prisoners throughout the year, not just during the Christmas season, but it's really interesting, regardless of how people feel about our justice system and all the things that have been going on in our country, especially this year, we know there's been injustices that have happened, we know there's a lot of tension racially that's happened, we know that there's a lot of new things that are happening with drugs and things as more and more states are sort of legalizing things like marijuana. And it brings in like a lot of new discussions. But what gets lost in the shuffle, first off, are the kids who have parents that are incarcerated. But then there's also the people that are coming out of the prison system every single month. And we don't think about it as a community, but over 80% of these people, according to the Department of Corrections in Nevada, say that 80% of these people will be back in our neighborhoods in the next couple of years. And so if we're not doing something about that to prepare them, we're going to have the same patterns of crime. But if we help people to transition out of that, and there's the job component of that, there's the addiction component of that, then there's the family reunification component of that and the housing and I know your church has been really passionate about that. Tell us a little bit about what connected your heart. Yeah, Romans 12, 18 says that Paul tells us where to do all we can do to live at peace with all men. And so I can't answer for anybody else. I can't answer for the U.S. government. I can't answer for you. I can't answer. I can't answer for anybody, but I can do all I can do. And I want to see these people get back on their feet. I want to see families reunited. I want to see these people not become repeat offenders, go back 
to prison and go right back into the cycle that's really going to destroy their lives. And so when I heard about Hope for Prisoners, maybe now two years ago, when I first met John and we began our relationship and met through church and all that, I just knew it was something that we could do practically. I think a lot of people feel the way I feel. We watch the news, we read Twitter, we're on Facebook, whatever, and you can just feel so powerless about what's happening in our world. Well, Hope for Prisoners gives you power, gives these men and women power, gives these families power. And it is such a simple, profound way to get right involved in the community. And so every month, yeah, we support. And every year around Christmas, we really go big with them. But it's just, it's a very practical way to let our light shine. It's a practical way to love people. It's a practical way to help not just the inmates, not just these incarcerated people that are being uh, set free, but especially their children. We we want to see their kids win and we want to see a new cycle of blessings start in these families' lives. And so that's why it's so important for us at City Light to get behind it. Yeah, it's an honor and we don't want to just say Jesus loves you. We want to show it. Well, I'm so excited that your church community has come together and adopted every one of these families this year. That is amazing. Thank you so much. We're honored to do it. It's a blessing to do it. You know, God told Abraham when he was kind of starting this new nation, this new group, Israel, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, but you are going to be a blessing. And he says that in Genesis 12. And I've, I've always just been really moved by that state. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And so we kind of have that phrase around our church. We're blessed to be a blessing. This blessing is not just for us to hold on to and bigger houses, faster cars, bigger TVs, <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with that, but we're blessed to be a blessing. So Gallup did some research this year on mental health across America, and they saw a significant decline in mental health all throughout our country. And You can blame it on COVID. You can blame it on a lot of things this year. I'm Scott on Eskless Radio, talking with Jabin Chavez from City Light Church. And it was interesting, Jabin. The only group of people that didn't face that decline in mental health were people that were regularly attending church. Would you believe that? You know what? That's why as soon as any form of restrictions lifted here in Nevada, we began to meet immediately. And it was early. And it honestly, it felt a little early for our team. You know, this was like July. And I think there was that first kind of wave of like, you can meet with 50 people or something. Maybe it was 25. I forgot. It was very low. I said, we're going to open the doors. We're going to RSVP. We're going to find a way to get people in. And, you know, our church was really exploding right before COVID. We had two campuses. We we're meeting in a high school, meeting in a building. And so I knew that we couldn't just open the doors because we'd have pandemonium. And, and we're doing our best to try to honor, you know, not only love our neighbor, but honor what our leaders are asking us to do. But as soon as we could get anyone in the building, I said, open the building. Because of that, we immediately, people go, oh, my gosh. We're so grateful for online church, but oh my gosh, we needed to get around other believers. And so, yeah, man, church is important. Uh, We're trying to do it our best. We're trying to do it safe. We're trying to do it in a way that truly does love our neighbor and honors our leaders. And yet, man, to get people around other people, you know, that is really, we're in a, a moment right now in our nation. It's very divided and very isolated. Talk about an attack from hell. You know what I mean? Just too very dangerous things to our soul, isolation and division. Well, we're, we're at an all-time high right now. 
And so any way that we can come together to be a blessing, like for Hope for Prisoners, any way that we can get together in church, and I encourage people, if your home church is open on Sundays, if you're able, and obviously if, if you feel comfortable, I'd encourage you to get around believers. You know, it's it's not only good for those around you, it's actually good for your soul. What do you think is going to happen for church teams? I mean, like six, eight months ago, we were focused on the weekend experience and small groups and doing Bible studies and things in homes or on campus, depending on our situation. And now we've shifted to so much of this online model and all the staff has shifted over to that in a big way. And now once we're reopening back up, it's like now we have like two different things going on, but the same amount of staff. How do you see churches, you know, fleshing through that? Is that going to be the new reality of where we're at, where you have to have both and equally? Probably. Yeah. Because we've had to make that decision, you know, before COVID, we we didn't even have an online campus. We released our sermons on YouTube and podcasts and things like that, but we didn't do a live stream. And so when COVID happened, you know, we had to buy cameras, we had to buy streaming equipment, we had to upgrade our internet, we had to, I mean, it was a huge investment. And, and we have decided that that is now just, it's a new campus for us. It's an online campus, but as well, every Sunday, and if you've ever watched me, you know that the first thing basically that comes out of my mouth is, hey, if you're in Vegas, we'd love to see you. If you feel comfortable, if you feel healthy enough, if you, you know, that's between you and the Lord and and, and maybe even your doctor, but if you can, we would love to see you in person because yes, we do want to be there for our families that are on vacation. We want to be there for people who have pre-existing conditions. We want to be there for people who are, uh, you know, got a lot of things going on in their life on that weekend. And and we want to still bring church to them, but we also want people gathering. And I would encourage, you know, people that maybe don't have a home church or looking for a home church or do have a home church. I want to encourage you from a pastor's perspective we do not want you in the building for your money. We don't want you in the building for our egos. We don't want you in the building for, I'm just telling you, that is not our heart. God will always sustain his church and God will sustain churches. He's, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. Gates of hell won't prevail. So he's going to do, he's going to do what he does. But there's something about the assembling together. There's something about that, that I just want to encourage people so important for you. And I, I do think church will look different and it, it does look different. And I, I you know, obviously I, at least for the next season, it's going to look different, but I'm just one of those guys that I want to bring church to everyone through online experience. But man, I also want people to gather with other believers. You know, what's been so encouraging through this weird COVID season that we've been through this year is the way that churches have been stepping up and rethinking how they reach people, how you rethink like doing small groups and Bible studies when you can't meet face to face and hug each other. Or churches that have stepped up and said, you know what, we may not be able to meet. Our facility isn't conducive to that. Or the school that we were meeting in, we're not allowed to because the school district says no right now. And they shifted their resources to pass out food or to pass out clothing or to pass out resources. And other churches saying, hey, we're going to adopt families. And we're actually talking with Jabin Chavez, who's a lead pastor at City Light Church in Las Vegas. And your team decided, you know what, we are going to adopt all the families that are involved in 50 Christmases program that we're not able to do in person like we've done in the years past, but saying, you know what, let's bless these families. Your church stepped up in a big way. And you know what's so cool is I heard from a woman and she called and she said, you know what, this, this 50 Christmases thing, you guys have done that over the years. And she says, I was one of those women that was on the receiving end of that. She says a few years back, 
I was in Florence McClure Correctional Facility, and she had had some drug issues, and she was tied up in all of that in an addiction. And she knew about God, but she was actually raised in a different religion. And she didn't really understand her relationship with God or God's grace or any of that. She just thought it was all about rules and regulations. And she said, I was in prison and your listeners and your churches, they like supported my family and they brought them Christmas meals. And they brought my, my teenage girls toys and gift cards and, you know, beauty products and makeup and things like that and guitars. And they even like brought them in and made it work because they live all the way over in Pahrump and they came in and were able to be a part of this. And I was able to like see my daughters for the first time. I have not seen them in years. And I was able to hug my daughters and see my daughters this made an impact for me so much that I just started to go to the chapel that was going on at the prison. And because of that chapel and some of the people that I met there, I was able to learn a little bit more about God. And then over the last couple of years, I got into Celebrate Recovery because of that. And now that I'm out, I'm plugged in to a church here in town, and I am a Celebrate Recovery every time that I can be plugged in right now. Isn't that amazing? And you know what? I'm so proud of everything you just said about you know pastors having to rethink things. I'm proud of pastors, and I'm, and I'm just proud of Christians because I know for the most part, most churches that I know, their giving is down, and yet they've never given more away. They've never served their community like they are. They've never given more money away. They've never fed more people. It's like, it's amazing. Again, that's why I say the church is just so resilient. I don't just mean, you know, an organization. I mean, the people, I mean, the pastors, I mean, the, the believers. It's like, okay, cool. Giving's down. Let's give more away. Okay. <laughs> can't have people in the building. We'll, we'll go to the parking lot. Okay. We can't, I can't do 50 Christmases. We'll bring it to their house. We, you know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. And so for every believer that's listening right now, you're part of a church. I'm so proud of you for the way that you've, you know, sown. I'm so proud of you for the way that you've gotten behind your church. And, and then our pastors in our city, and, and I could start naming names, amazing the way that they have just said, we're going to love like never before. We're going to give like never before. And so the impact is unbelievable in this season. And uh, again, it just shows, man, you can't hide our light. We're not going to cover it. We're going to let it shine. <laughs> We're sitting on a hill. And so for that, you know, what the, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 50, what the enemy meant for evil, God has turned around for our good to be a blessing to many. And so it's like, we hate COVID. We hate this season. We hate, you know, where we, where our hearts are broken by those who've been sick, by those who have died. We, and yet the church has risen and said, but we're not going to go hide. You know, we're not going to go hide in our buildings or we're not going to go hide at our houses. We're going to do more than ever before. And that is what is inspiring in the midst of all of this. We sing all these Christmas carols that were written in the 1700s, 1800s. I mean, some of these songs go back way into the early church tradition. But when you hear songs that are talking about Emmanuel, like God is with us. It's such a complex thought for someone who wasn't raised in church. Javen, how do you look at that whole idea of Emmanuel, God is with us? I love what one old Pentecostal preacher said. He said, with is God's middle name, God with us. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, phrases like Emmanuel and, and that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, songs like Joy to the World, we're just talking about Joy to the World. You know, preachers, we preach forever that 
you know, joy is better than happiness because happiness has to do with your circumstances, but joy is eternal. You know, we say all these things and it's like, amen. Well, we're living it right now. And the reality is we're experiencing it right now that truly joy is better than happiness, that truly God is with us, that truly God is for us. These kind of realities that we sing once a year, but you know, when things are normal, you don't think about it as much, but man, we have had to learn about joy this year. We've had to learn like the apostle Paul in prison and whole book of Philippians saying rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. You know, he mentions joy and rejoicing 19 times in that book. And, you know, here we are singing joy to the world in this season. And maybe you're thinking, I can't sing it. No, you can. This is actually the perfect time to sing. It's the perfect time to sing. O come Emmanuel. It's the perfect time to rejoice and to celebrate those things that cannot be shaken. You know, and Hebrews 12 tells us that, that everything that can be shaken, it's going to happen one way or another. Just, you know, all this temporal stuff, it does get shaken at times. But the unshakable kingdom of God, that's the thing that can't be shaken. That's what we're a part of. That's why we sing. That's why we praise. That's why we pray. That's why we believe in Jesus, because we believe we're a part of something that uh, no matter what storms come, that our house is built on the rock that is Christ and not on shifting sand. And so, you know, these songs mean more to me this year, I think, than ever before. I'm more excited to sing them this Sunday. We're going to be, you know, having Christmas services. I'm more excited than ever before to just remember that. I'm more excited than ever before to help these families around 50 Christmases, all of this, because it really, we really do believe we're not of this world. We really do believe that we are heading towards, like Hebrews 11 says, a city whose builder and maker is God. And so in the midst of all of the suffering and all of the uncertainty of the season, we, we do not make light of it to everyone who's listening. We don't make light of it. We're not asking you to toughen up or get over it. But I am asking you, let's all fix our eyes on Jesus. And that will be that sustaining anchor of our soul that is, it's going to get us through this season. We're going to get through this season. I, I truly believe that. I, I truly do see light at the end of this 2020 tunnel. But while we're in it, let's rejoice. While we're in it, let's have joy. While we're in it, let's remember who God is. And, and that's the thing that's going to, really pull us through. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.